I don't think I've told that story before, so you're the first. Um... Um, so I'm catching up with Naveed Havare, who's uh, the n- narrative director on Far Cry 6. Um, welcome, Naveed. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Um, it's very exciting stuff that Far Cry 6 is nearly due for release. And, um, you know, this is something we look forward to um, every time a new one comes out. Uh, you've got some massive credits under your belt. You've worked on um, Far Cry 5, The Division, Far Cry Primal, which I think is probably one of my favorite of the Far Cry games. Oh, great. Um, yeah, it's a really cool one. Um, Far Cry 4, Splinter Cell, um, Assassin's Creed, and, and even Lost Girl, the um, the interactive motion comic. So right. um, a lot of credits under your belt there. Um, <laughs> writing for video games, was that something that you always sort of you you sought out to do? Or, um, you know, how does it differ from writing in television and, and film? Can you talk about the pros and cons of, of that? Oh, I never knew writing in video games was a job until I was almost, you know, 30. So I think the main thing was uh, I was supposed to be a, a political science policy wonk, then I was supposed to be a musician, and then I was uh, writing screenplays, and then somehow I ended up at a, a game company. Uh, so there was no uh, silver bullet uh, uh, for me. But um, one thing I quickly realized is the the, you know, Games is, is is such a you know frontier of innovation in terms of storytelling, uh, and you realize it right off the bat that the scope of of what we're dealing with of story and the amount of story that you're capable of, uh, it's a dream come true. So uh, yeah, I never looked back <laughs> the it's, moment I realized it was a job. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I mean, there, there'll be plenty of young people listening to to this radio broadcast and and and, and the podcast right. and and everything. Um, who'd love a career in video games. And it's it's one of those things where you finish the game and the credits start rolling and you go, wow, there are so many people who work yep. on this game. Yep. A game like Far Cry 6, how many people work on that? Oh, I, I, I don't have a number for you, uh, but yeah. it was uh, studios from around the world. You know, we're talking hundreds of people. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, we had folks working both, uh, you know, as Toronto's lead studio. Um, and then we worked in close collaboration with, with Ubisoft Montreal, who had yeah. led development of the previous Far Cries. But everywhere from, uh, you know, Ubisoft Berlin to Kiev, which handled, you know, things like accessibility it's kind of this uh, uh global opus that you're you're sort of uh sort of managing all together um of just uh master craftsmen like like these people uh i can't praise them enough i wish i could just have uh you know all these people on the sh- these shows <laughs> so they could talk a little bit instead of me but um yeah it's a, it's really a global effort and that's interesting too, because you've you've got so many people in different offices. Um, mm-hmm. Over the last year or so, with with the impact of COVID nineteen, has seen right. a lot of normal workplaces adapt to the new norm of of working from home, etc. So, what was it like working remotely during making Far Cry Six, or was it was it just business as normal because you guys are always so sort of remote? Well, I think I think uh, uh, just like everyone, uh, COVID really came out of nowhere uh, for mm. us, uh, and uh, to the point that it was our last day of of shooting with uh, Giancarlo Esposito as yeah. Anton, and the word was coming in that uh, that COVID was 
was was shutting everything down so we weren't even sure he was going to be able to leave toronto like that's oh, how that's yeah. how down to the wire it was um and uh, right up to the last day of shooting we shot on the friday and i think the studio shut down on the tuesday so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I've told that story before, so you're the first. Um, but um, it it was it was uh, unbelievable, and I think you know credit to uh, the studio uh, and 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 the folks in charge uh, who recognized very quickly that this was you know unprecedented and so you know we did have an extension so that we could try and ship this thing you know healthily but you know uh, most of the credit goes to to the team because uh you know you know shipping a game is already difficult enough but shipping it uh amidst a, a global pandemic was just a herculean effort and you know everything from our it folks you know just imagine that right trying to get yeah. all of that stuff online uh, for remote work to our individual team members who uh, managed to 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 still put in the love and the craft and the time that was needed and really also look out for each other um mm. and check in on each other to make sure that we were sort of uh shipping healthily yeah. Uh, yeah as best as we could so you know uh we managed to do it and it's it's really uh you know i still i still can't believe it you know it's, yeah. it's still it's still amazing to me and it's it's full credit to the team you know yeah i guess it is like a business hey so like even like with something like that comes in um you've got a certain budget set to to make this video game and then you've gonna have to you know flip everything and then start setting up home offices for people that, and there's a cost associated with all of that. So mm. um, you, you've done very well to, to get the game out. And, and, and as you said, a, a, a healthily as well, which is, um, which is incredible. Let's get on to talking about the, uh, the narrative uh, in the game. Um, mm. Of course, um, Far Cry's always had a, um, you know, amazingly complex villains. So to have the master himself of, of TV and movie villains, Giancarlo mm. Esposito, come in um, for Far Cry 6, I mean, how did, and, you know, previous Far Cry games, you've had stars in there as well, but I don't think you've, like, had someone who's just so well-known as the ultimate villain, um, you know, for his work on Breaking right. Bad and stuff like that. So, um, so w did you have the character in mind already, or um, or was it Giancarlo came on board and you're like, oh, we, we need to shift this, we need to make this more right. Giancarlo? Well, uh, we had the character in mind already. I think, uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time uh, crafting Anton uh, uh, before the casting process. And, uh, you know, we always, uh, it was really once we hit sort of the father-son dynamic um, and started fleshing out the character more um, and also, you know, realizing, you know, we wanted Anton to be Afro Yaren as well, um, yeah. that Giancarlo's name was always there, but then slowly we started to realize uh, he's the guy. And then you sort of know uh, when you start writing scripts and you start hearing the person's voice in your head, yeah. uh, you're like, okay, can we can we just make this happen now? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this 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 I think this is gonna work. Um, so um, you know, we did have a, a casting process, and 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 then you know, finally, uh, when when we found out that Giancarlo 
you know, might be interested. We flew down to New York uh, to meet him. It was a four hour uh, session <laughs> talking about everything under the sun. Um, but, you know, the moment he walked in, honestly, the guy is is uh, the snappiest dresser you've ever seen. And <laughs> yeah, he, just, right. he has a presence uh, that's unbelievable. We sort of could just tell uh, that, that this was going to be it. And he really knew how to bring an empathy and a power uh, to Anton, uh, especially in terms of the father-son dynamic that that he, he really crafted something special. That's great. I, I guess um, you hear it a lot that the greatest villains in, in stories don't know that they're the villain. They think they're the hero mm. of the story. Is, is that the case with Anton? Absolutely. I think with Anton, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even like using the word villain uh yeah in in the dev process yeah. i say i say antagonist i don't know it okay. sounds it sounds yeah. like uh, he's the person who we've set up as the main force to fight against um and i think giancarlo saw it the same way from from anton's perspective um he wants yara to be wealthy and prosperous and he wants uh, his island to to uh his son to inherit that legacy and mm. so he doesn't care how he gets there as long as it gets done and i think that there's a lot of folks in the world that that see things that way and and i think um it poses that question uh to the player uh you know of 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 well in from a certain point of view is this justified yeah it's true um and, and it's you you obviously take a lot of inspiration from real world like environments and and political situations so what's it like taking one of those like real world situations and and how do you adapt that to a a more fantastical story well i think for us uh you know and it's important to say you know our we've been you know very clear like our primary inspiration uh, mm. was cuba and in particular you know we we looked at figures um uh and and i think you know the, the gut might go to someone like castro but we actually looked directly at uh fulgencio batista who was yeah, right. the, the figure that castro ousted um as a, as one of the inspirations for anton but we looked at individuals like pinochet we looked at uh, throughout history um at dictators that we've seen and what you you start to see is those those commonalities between them of how they can sort of lull um, uh, people into thinking that they are the only person that can save the country. Um, and we started to invest that into Anton. And then on the flip side, in terms of the revolutionaries, likewise, uh, we look through through history and in 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 contemporary times uh, in terms of uh not just uh you know uh you know cuba's history but we looked at you know protests that are happening in venezuela right now or mm. have been happening in history of colombia uh, the arab spring uh, we looked quite a bit at that and really what we wanted to capture was the complexity of revolution uh, and and that dynamic of you know we like to think of these things as black and white we like to think of these things as yeah. you know there's one revolutionary group where what we were trying to capture and sort of in a way do honor to is the complexity of that revolutionary movement there's folks in our game uh if you're from the farmlands they're only fighting for the farmlands they're not worried yeah. about the rest of the island and then there's university students in far cry 6 that feel who run this group la morale that feel 
we need to be more militant. Um, and you know, the the previous generations are the ones that put us here in the first place. So we wanted to capture that complexity, and and I think it, it just grounds the narrative uh, more. And 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 hopefully our players take something away from that. I, and it's it's such a massive game, like the the way you're talking about all the different factions throughout it. Um, and, and the map itself is, is so massive now that you've gone out to include urban areas as well. I suppose you can't really have this revolutionary tale without urban areas because in a lot of these countries, that's where a lot of the damage is done. So was that a big deal to make it like the biggest and best that you could? Well, I mean, the moment we said that we were going to do a country, we knew we had to have a capital city <laughs> and yeah. that, that, you know, you, you can't get around that. And I think the, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Esperanza capital city, but, but even like the scope, just to give you a sense of the scope of this, um, we have three massive towns, almost like mini, mini cities or towns, uh, spread throughout the map, uh, yeah. as well. So, uh, it provides a, a really interesting balance for the player and a contrast for the player um and just like you know any revolutionary movement tactically uh you're trying to unite all these groups together um and essentially uh circle the seat of power which is esperanza so even logically from a from a tactical perspective you know we had to do it and it, and i'm yeah. glad we did because it really uh it changes the game and it really pushes boundaries too. I mean, that's what Far Cry is all about. Every, each and every year, it gets bigger and better, and mm-hmm. um, and includes like you know the introduction of the dog a few years back. That was yep. such a a different change in the, in the in the yeah, that was so great. Um, but it added a different dynamic to the story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, you've got the character of Danny, who can be played as either male or female. So, how does that change the narrative for you? Well, we really tried to we really tried to see Danny as sort of one canonical Danny. Uh, you know, mm. whether they're male or female is just more up to the player how they'd want to see themselves uh, represented. Um, and I think the you know what we really wanted to do with Danny is uh, tell a story about someone who is local to the island, someone who's yeah. from Yara um, and really comes from the opposite end of the spectrum of what Anton is. You know, yeah. if you watch that trailer uh, on the boat uh, that's been out for a bit of time now, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anton doesn't even notice Danny on there. Yeah. Um, and so really we wanted to tell the story of how just an average person uh, who could, uh, you wouldn't notice on the street, can find themselves the tip of the spear of a revolutionary movement. Uh, and I guess there it's are like that. examples of that in the past, right? I, oh, sorry. I guess it's like that scene in um, in Marvel's Endgame where Thanos right. says to um, to to the um, to the Scarlet Witch, um, mm-hmm. "I don't even know who you are." Right. You know, right. They're, they're they're getting ready. Exactly. Like, I know, forgot about that power. Line. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a great scene. It's a great line. But yeah, that's that's exactly it. I think, um, and that is in a sense uh, something that Danny will exploit. And without going mm. into spoiler territory, I think uh, I think that's a that's a good way of looking at it. Fantastic. So I've got one more question for you, and this sure is thing. um this is a this is your chance for you to use your your imagination a little bit. Let's say HBO or, or Netflix are backing up the money truck, 
And they said, <laughs> we were. <laughs> That's a great start to a question. <laughs> I like where this is going. Okay. And, and they're saying, we want to make a Far Cry TV show. Um, mm. Which game from the, from the whole series of Far Cry do you choose and why? Far Cry 6. I mean, I think legally I'm obligated to tell you Far Cry 6. There's like probably some contract in a Ubisoft office. Uh, I, you know, but I'll tell you, it, it, not to make a make a, a fun question like that serious, we, we actually designed uh, the story and structured it around as if we were doing a television series. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even, you know, when I when I came on as, as narrative director, we, we built writer's rooms um, just as if we were building mm. a, a television show and if you play the game we actually try to treat each aspect of the map that you're looking at um, as ultimately a season of a tv show and if you look at if you start to look at and i don't want to get too under the hood here but yeah, yeah, if yeah. you look at how it's constructed you know far cry 6 is really four seasons of tv crammed into one game um so yeah i mean it's it's ready if there if anyone's listening <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's go I, we, we got the scripts <laughs> back that money truck up well we can't <laughs> wait to get in and actually play far cry 6 we're gonna um you know games like this we spend hours and hours playing so it is kind of like binging a show a bit, yeah. um but it's one that you can go back to over and over and and replay in different ways and and, and learn something new so um, we're really looking forward to to seeing all your hard work come to fruition with, uh, with this brand that. new game I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for your time too. Thanks for having me.